0: everyone welcome back to let's talk physical media my name is john and it's just gonna be me this week on the show no faith this week we couldn't get a window where we could film together so unfortunately she won't be here but that's all right because we got a jam-packed show for you guys plenty of news to talk about plus at the end of the show i'll be answering all of your burning questions and we're just going to start the show off right away with the news and we got confirmation that on november 21st 2023 oppenheimer will be coming to 4k blu-ray Courtesy of Universal Studios. This will be presented in Dolby Vision HDR10, but it will not have a Dolby Atmos or DTS track on it. It will be a DTS HD 5.1. For some reason, that's what Christopher Nolan likes, but I'm not going to argue with that, man. This movie is a masterpiece and it is still my favorite film of 2023. It's one of the best movies I've just ever seen. I think it might be Nolan's best. I can't wait to see it for a third time at home on my 4K system. I'm sure it's not going to live up to like what I saw in IMAX theaters. But we will have that varying aspect ratio where it bounces between IMAX and I guess I think it was the 1.79 aspect ratio I'm not 100% sure but when we get the full stats I'll know what that aspect ratio will be at home but I cannot wait to see this at home can't wait to watch it again I just absolutely love this movie I didn't think we were going to get this in time for the holiday season but we are really getting spoiled this fall in time for Christmas there's just so much coming out it's going to be a real strain on the financials but I guess it's going to be worth it because there's just so much coming out and so much I can't say that I don't want. And this one is another one that just risen right to the top of my list of my most anticipated for the rest of the year. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. And I just can't wait to get my hands on it. We also got confirmation that Titanic is coming to 4K Blu-ray on December 5th. Like we knew, this was rumored for a while. It basically was just a confirmation. We also got confirmation that there's going to be a really nice limited edition that you can pre-order right now on Amazon. This will have Dolby Vision HDR10 and a brand new Dolby Atmos track. We knew the scam was done last year when they re-released it for its 25th anniversary. And this 25th anniversary edition 4K Blu-ray is going to be loaded with 15 hours of extras, including a brand new documentary, which... That's just speaking to me. I love it when there's documentaries included on these 4K Blu-ray releases. That's always the cherry on top of the extras. And if you can include that, I'm a sucker for it. I can't wait to see that. Because there's a lot of great behind-the-scenes stuff, including, you know, everybody getting poisoned, basically. He just drank a cup of poison! I don't know if it, I think it was PCP or something, but the whole cast and crew, for the most part, got all messed up, including Bill Paxton. They never did figure out who did it, you know, building this life-size replica of the Titanic. And just every which way that James Cameron... Cameron chose to shot this film. <laughs> nice try, you dumb bitch. I just have to watch this making of documentary. I can't wait to see it. Also, you know, I don't know if you guys know that the Celine Dion song, like Celine Dion, was not a fan of that song. She only recorded it one time initially, so that recording and all those music videos that you've seen, that comes from one recording because she did it as a favor. She didn't want to do it. She didn't like the song, and that song became a mega hit just like the film. The film, if you guys remember back in 1997, was not supposed to be a hit. Actually, people were saying that James Cameron, just like we say now every time a new Avatar movie comes out, is he's off his rocker. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's spending all of this money, and it's not going to be a hit. And until the first Avatar came out, Titanic was the highest grossing film of all time. So never doubt James Cameron. I've learned that. Even if I don't like the Avatar films, the man's a genius. And Titanic is probably one of his crowning achievements. Obviously, I can't rank it higher than Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens, or even movies like The Abyss. I enjoy more than Titanic. But Titanic is still a classic, and I can't wait to get that on 4K Blu-ray. And Criterion announced their January releases. You believe that, guys? We're already talking about what's coming to 4K and Blu-ray in January. The first studio out of the gate was Criterion. And they announced a lot, actually. So, for the new year, we're getting the Apu Trilogy. That's coming out on January 2nd blood simple the coen brothers first movie is coming to 4k blu-ray criterion has already released this on blu-ray so this is just bringing it to the 4k format now this is the coen brothers first film i always really enjoyed this movie it you could feel like it's just the coen brothers still getting their footing underneath them they actually had some help from sam raimi as well and you could see certain shots that are in blood simple in the first evil dead film so you could see that friendship really helped each other out and that movie is just a pretty straightforward neo-noir film i absolutely enjoyed that movie great acting performances. It's not their best film, but it is still a really, really good film. An average Coen Brothers film is still better than most people's best films. And we're also getting John Sayles' Lone Star. I love the box art on this. I can't wait to actually check this one out because it's one I've never seen, but it's really right up my alley, so I definitely want to check this one out. Don't know too much about it, but based on the cover on what I've read about it, something I definitely want to check out. And then Chantel Akerman Masterpieces, 1968 to 1978. I've actually never seen any of these films, and that's one of two Collections we're getting in January. So January is loaded actually with collections, which is pretty cool. And then we're getting 2017's Mudbound, and that's just coming a Blu ray. That was a pretty popular film back in 2017, so this is a good way to get more eyes on it. That might have gone right to Netflix, I don't really remember for sure, but I remember that film being talked about a lot in the Academy Awards races that year. And it is a pretty good film, and I'm glad that the Criterion Collection is going to be bringing that to the masses. And one thing that they're bringing to the masses on 4K Blu ray, Danny Boyle's 1996 masterpiece, Train Spotting, the movie that put Ewing McGregor on the map. Just a great tale, a very dark tale, by the way, but still one that's very entertaining, very fun, funny parts, very much a dark comedy in a sense, but still just one of the best movies of the 1990s. I remember the first time I saw this movie, it just blew me away. Its message is always really good, choose life. I mean, how could you debate that? Train Spotting 2 or T2 that came out a few years ago. It was a good follow-up, but the first one is such a classic. And Danny Boyle is a very underrated director. He's made a lot of great movies. Many people only bring up this, Slumdog Millionaire, or 28 Days Later. But he also made Sunshine, which for two-thirds of that movie is fantastic. It gets compared to the core a lot. I actually think that's one of the better sci-fi horror films that we've ever gotten. But by that third act, it just goes a little bit too far over the edge. I still think it works And without spoiling it. But it just, you know, it really makes a hard left turn that you just don't see coming. It almost feels like they wanted to do that on purpose to shock you. And it shocks you. But I just don't know if that works entirely for the film. I still think it's a really, really, really well-made movie. And I think it's one you should check out for yourself. But just know that that third act, it just comes out of nowhere and just changes the entire perspective of the film. I go back and forth if I like it or not. And I guess that's what you want. You want to have a conversation about the ending of this film. That's probably what Danny Boyle was going for. But anyway, I'm getting off topic here. We're here to talk about Train Spotting coming to 4K Blu-ray. That one's coming out on January 30th. So at the very end of the month, definitely cannot wait for that. That's probably right now already my most anticipated for 2024 but again we haven't gotten too many announcements for 2024 yet but that's right up there on the list for me and then another one that hasn't been confirmed yet but i think it's definitely coming is on december 16th we're supposed to be getting love actually on 4k blu-ray this is like an epic that follows a bunch of different tales of a bunch of different people around christmas time it has a stat cast including hugh grant Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, Alan Rickman just playing a heartbreaker in this movie, Emma Thompson. My God, this cast is just stacked top to bottom. Everyone does a great job in this movie. It's a little bit too long, but it's still a very, very enjoyable movie that you can watch every few Christmases. This is very similar to the movie Holiday, same director, so you know what these movies are about. They're very enjoyable But, you know, you got to be kind of in the right mood for them because you're trying to balance a bunch of different storylines at the same time that kind of build up and blend them all together at the very end. And the first time I watched this movie, I really, really liked it, but I've kind of gone down in my taste on it every other time that I've watched it, so I can't say that I absolutely love this movie, but the first time I watched it, I was actually kind of blown away by it. I guess that's just, like, how they balanced the film, and I really did enjoy it. And we're getting really just that, Scrooge, and Office Christmas Party. Those are the really only new 4Ks that are coming out in time for the holiday season. Elf is getting a 20th anniversary release that's going to have the same warner brothers 4k scan from last year uh, there's a review for that on the channel. I actually didn't buy Elf on 4K, so I'm probably going to buy that 20th Anniversary Steelbook Edition that just looks absolutely gorgeous. Elf is one of the most recent classic holiday films to come out over the last 20 years. We don't really get too many ones that I would say fall in line with that's considered a classic Christmas or Hanukkah movie. We don't really get too many of them. Elf is Christmas Party, The Night Before, all that, all those movies kind of get close, but they're not quite a classic. Elf is definitely a classic holiday film like Christmas Vacation It's a Wonderful Life, Scrooge I consider those to be holiday classics Miracle on 34th Street I think Elf is probably the most recent one of those films to get there. We get new Christmas movies every single year but they all don't live up to like those classic films that we all grew up with. You know every year they try and every year they get close but nothing can cross over that barrier of being a classic Elf really did break that mold and that's thanks to Jon Favreau and Will Ferrell. Just want to give you guys an update on a couple sales. This week we had a Criterion 24 hour sale. Sale and I actually picked up The Last Waltz and Don't Look Now on 4K Blu-ray. So you'll get those reviews in the next couple weeks. But Kino Lorber has a sale going on right now. I believe Scream Factory at this moment is still having their Shocktober sale. Arrow Video is having a Shocktober sale through November 1st. So if you guys have had anything that you wanted to grab, Kino Lorber's having a sale. I don't know if I mentioned that. Probably did. But all of them are having sales right now. So if you've been waiting to get stuff on sale from boutique labels, this stuff won't be on sale during Black Friday. Boutique labels really have their own sales this is the time to get them now criterion will have another sale from through Barnes and nobles i believe in november but if you've been waiting for Scream factory arrow video and kino Lorber stuff right now is the perfect time to grab it criteria to november black friday you're really just going to get the studio labels on sale so wait to grab all that stuff then but right now we just have so many great sales going on i know it's a little bit painful on the wallet but you're never really going to see the prices drop on too many of these boutique labels Unless they're on sale, so this is really the time to get it if you want it. I mean, I think Arrow Video sale is probably the best one going on right now because they pretty much have dropped everything to 50% off. And you can get some really nice collector's edition 4K Blu-rays like Django or Deep Red for... 25 bucks, and that's just an absolute steal. Regular Blu-rays are like $17. Again, some of those come in their really nice, hard Arrow Video Collector's Edition casing. so I really think that if you're gonna be getting something from one of these labels, right now is the time. You're never gonna get these prices again until they have another sale sometime next year. If you wanna get this stuff in time for Christmas, maybe you're getting them for your significant other for a Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, whatever other the holiday you celebrate, right now is the time to grab these. But I understand that, you know, this time of the year, it does get a little bit hard on the wallet, so you gotta pick and choose i couldn't buy everything that i wanted to grab had to pre-order a bunch of stuff in time for december and again with the amount of stuff coming out in december this year is lo- november and december actually is just loaded it is a ton i'm really happy that the physical media market is actually really concentrating on bringing all this stuff to us i know everyone's a little bit worried and that's actually going to bring us to our first question of the week from rogue one six seven seven what are your thoughts on the possibility of home media possibly dying because i'm worried Well, Rogue One, I gotta be honest with you, you don't gotta worry. I don't think we have to worry too much. I know everyone's kind of feeling that pain of Best Buy not selling physical media anymore. And that's just another punch in the face for us physical media fans. But I don't think physical media will ever die. I do think it'll eventually get a little bit more difficult. But with the world of online shopping, you just have to pick and choose. One thing I didn't actually bring up, Diabolic DVD was having a sale this week. It might still be going on. And they're one of my go-to websites for purchasing. And actually, that's going to be the site going forward. I'll probably be doing all my pre-orders on once Best Buy finally officially shuts down because they do a great job over there. And, you know, it's like a real mom-and-pop kind of feeling to them. They're really good on x slash Twitter, like actually talking to people. They'll let you know when sales are going on. They'll text you. So they do a great job at Diabolic DVD. And I know that people... are really worried now because of what best buy did and their announcements but best buy in general is a dying brand that's going to go the way of blockbuster circuit city and unfortunately it's never just a quick death it's usually a very slow and painful death like they have cancer and that's exactly what best buy has best buy has cancer right now and they are dying a slow slow death and unfortunately one of the first dominoes to fall is going to be physical media, right? They're still going to be selling video games. They're still going to be selling TVs, but, you know, movies, CDs, all that stuff is, like, not that popular, and if it is popular, it is more popular through online stores. Not many people go into stores and pick up a movie off the shelf anymore and check it out in the world of streaming, but for us collectors out there, we are all out there still, and the boutique labels, just look at all the announcements we got this week. Look at Criterion still talking about studios releasing stuff in January, so we don't really have to worry too much, in my opinion i just think it'll be a little bit harder i can see studios like paramount or disney really like maybe pulling back a little bit like we see paramount putting out their 4k blu-rays with only really one disc no new extras at least they're still releasing them and they're releasing them at a fair price of about $19.99 disney has always been the thorn in our side but luckily sometimes they come around and release a lot of stuff on physical media some stuff they still keep behind a closed door and they don't want to do it you know businesses like that they run on money they have to know that what they put out is going to be picked up by the consumer because they don't really care about the art of it all they really just care about the bottom line and it's really unfortunate for all of us but I do still think that there is a market for the physical collector out there I know personally me I'm a movie fan first so anyway I could check out a movie I will always check it out no matter what just because at the end of the day I don't collect physical media unless I'm going to watch it I don't need to have it unless I'm actually going to watch it myself that's my thing I'm a film fan First, I always say so. Any which way, I could check out the movie. I still want to check out the movie, but I've always been a quality snob. I want to check it out in the best way possible, and that's what physical media is there for. Boutique labels like Arrow Video, Scream Factory, Criterion—they're there to deliver it in the best packaging possible, with some of the best visuals and audio and extras. And I don't think th- those studios are ever going to die. Look at what happened when Warner tried to get rid of TCM. Look at how all of the uh, big shots like Martin Scorsese and Adam McKay came forward. And we like, no, we got to keep TCM because we have to keep classic film alive. And studios like Criterion, they have their own streaming service, but they also have still been committed to the physical market for a very long time, since the Laserdisc days, and I don't see them ever stopping. Now, obviously, if the demand is low, that might hurt us in the sense that they might raise the prices of it, or we might get a real limited run with, like, only 10,000, 5,000 copies of something getting released because they have to know it's going to sell, and it might cost a little bit more. And, you know, Criterion, Arrow Video with their collector's edition stuff, it does cost a little bit more. Like, a new 4K from Criterion is, like, 35 to thirty dollars but they have two sales each year or they have that flash sale. So if you can wait for that, then absolutely That's the best time to buy it. Let the people who have a little bit more money buy it right out of the gate but for everybody else, you know, you wait for those sales and I just don't see that ever stopping. It just might be a little bit more difficult. Maybe you have to go to a different website. Maybe you go to Amazon. Maybe you go directly to the source and buy from Arrow Video, Scream Factory, or Criterion's website. Whatever is easier for you. But I still don't think we're ever going to lose this. I still think, just look at vinyl. Look at what happened to vinyl. Vinyl was dead. I mean, it was buried. And just like Jason and Jason Lives, somehow something brought that back to life and it's thriving right now. Is it a little overpriced? Absolutely. But it knows its market. It knows people wants to buy vinyl and some of the most beautiful collector's edition packages out there. So I don't think it will ever disappear. It's just going to be catering to a different market, a more niche market. It's not going to be mainstream. But us physical media collectors have known for years that... It's not a very big market as it is. We are a very niche audience, and we shouldn't be too surprised that mainstream stores like Best Buy or, or any brick-and-mortar store aren't going to be selling that much physical media. Although, I did love that Barnes & Noble's did put out a little tweet or X, whatever the fuck they're calling it nowadays, saying that we will still be selling DVDs in 2024. So, Barnes & Nobles somehow is still thriving, and if you walk into a Barnes & Noble, like I said last week, like they'll have stuff from the Criterion Collection, but it's not going to be any of that stuff that's like more nuanced. It's just going to be mainly the more, mainstream releases, not something like, you're not going to go in there and get something that's a real foreign film that only like three or four people in the world know. And you're going to go in there and you're going to see Wally or Malcolm X or something that's more popular, something that's going to draw my eye. But like everybody else is going in there like, oh, I want to get the, a real highbrow film that about seven of us in the entire planet know yeah you're not gonna get that in the store but you can go to Criterion's website and always grab that if you'd like so I really don't think you have anything to worry about Rogue One anyone else has been worried and believe me I felt that pit in my stomach as well last week when that was announced just because I always have to deal with people telling me that physical media is dying or when I go to my regular Joe job and people talk to me about why do you review Blu-rays and 4K Blu-rays nobody watches that stuff anymore people are in the streaming nowadays and I try and you know explain it to them like you know physical media is better they can't pull it from you streaming services it's just a rotating cycle even if you buy something on voodoo or amazon or apple tv if they lose the rights to it they could just pull that from you but they cannot take that dvd blu-ray or 4k blu-ray from you or even if you're a vhs collector they can't take that away it's all yours and i said i just really appreciate that it's just very hard to explain to somebody who isn't really a physical media fan like you can even a movie fan not every movie fan collects physical media i feel like that's one thing that kind of gets lost in the weeds is many people don't really care about the quality of the film long as they can see the film and i'm like that to a certain point i still want to find a movie in the highest quality possible but if there is only a low quality version out there i'm not going to skip the film if i want to see the film i'm going to see in any which way i can but i do want to seek out the highest quality version and there are a lot of us out there but for the mainstream audience even mainstream film fans They don't really care. They just want to go see a movie, and it's not a huge part of their life. But for people like us, collecting movies who just have decided to dedicate their entire lives to film, you know, we care about this stuff, and I don't think we have to worry too much. I just think that our little group here might be a little bit shrunk, but it's still going to be an audience out there. There's still plenty of YouTube channels dedicating their lives to it, so don't you worry, man. I think we'll be all right. And that's actually going to lead us into our next question from Kevin L. And Kevin said... How would you rank the following boutique labels? And I I, I feel like I say this word wrong. I've gotten this complaint a couple times. I know it's pronounced boutique, but I I don't know. I guess it's the New Yorker in me. I pronounce it boutique. And that's, I, I try and fix it, but it's just how I am. I am who I am. So anyway, he wrote, How would you rank the following boutique labels? Criterion, Arrow, Screen Factory, Kino Lorber, Vestron Video, Vinegar Syndrome, Second Sight, and Blue Underground. So you guys probably have heard me say this a million times. Number one on that list is absolutely the Criterion Collection. They've been doing it for the longest amount of time. I mean, I don't know if they've been doing it the longest, but they've probably been the most successful at it. They have some mainstream films that come through there. They have some of the best indie films come through there. A lot of people want to team up with the Criterion Collection, including Martin Scorsese and Wes Anderson, so they get access to a bunch of their films, including films like The Last Waltz, Raging Bull. We've gotten all that on 4K Blu-ray. Pretty much every film up to Isle of Dogs has been released through the Criterion Collection for Wes Anderson films. You know, you get Akira Kurosawa films... So if you're a fan of classic cinema and some of the movies that are considered some of the greatest films ever made that you have to see if you're a cinephile, that's who Criterion is catering to, while studios like Vinegar Syndrome, which is not my number two, but Vinegar Syndrome was catering more to the horror fan. So my number two actually would be Scream Factory. Now, Scream Factory is basically Shout Factory, but that's more of their horror line. I'm just going to include Scream and Shout Factory in one. I think that they do a phenomenal job as well. They probably release the most amount of stuff on physical media, which does lead to some printing errors like this past week. We could not figure, it took me a really long time to figure out if The Blob had Dolby w- Vision on it or not because it was printed on the disc and it was printed on the back of the box that it had Dolby Vision. I even put it in a 4K player and it popped up with Dolby Vision in the corner, but it didn't have Dolby Vision on it so that was a printing error. And Scream Factory, they put out, like I said, look at what they're putting out just in December, shout out Scream Factory. No studio puts out that much in high quality 4K discs as them. Sometimes they falter because I feel like their ambition gets a little bit ahead of themselves, but Scream Factory still, again, catering to so many different groups of people, whether it be mainstream horror fans, lowbrow, highbrow horror fans, people who are in the classic films releasing stuff under the Shout Select brand. So you know that Scream and Shout Factory does do some of the best work out there. So they're my number two. And number three is going to be Arrow Video. Same thing. They're mostly a UK website, but they put stuff out in North America, Region A, Region B, Region C. And because most of their stuff does come out on 4K Blu-ray, even if you don't live in the region that that stuff gets released, if you go to sites like Diabolic DVD, you can pick that up. 4Ks usually, for the most part, are Region So you don't have to worry And again They have some of the best packaging When they want to whip out their fine china With that hard casing like they did with True Romance Wild Things Donnie Darko Those are some of my favorite releases That I have facing out on my bookshelf Or well I guess movie shelf over here Because I just absolutely love their packaging They have one of the more unique logos With that rainbow thing that lines the bottom of the box All of their transfers for the most part are phenomenal I still think that Flatliners Is one of the more underrated transfers That I've ever seen That 4K Blu-ray is phenomenal I watched it again a few months ago, and I just don't understand why that 4K doesn't get brought up as one of the best transfers that I've ever seen. Sometimes they miss a little bit, like earlier this year with Weird Science. I didn't feel like that was a great transfer at all, but still, we got a great packaging for it. We got great extras. We got a couple of discs. I can't complain too much, so our video would probably be my number three. And in number four, this is kind of more personal, but Kino Lorber. Kino Lorber, I've always said, doesn't have the best packaging. All their stuff looks very uniform. They always put the same kind of slipcover design, the same box design. They have their own disc design which is just black and gray with a Kino Lorba logo on it it's nothing too special but they are keeping classic film alive I'm sure you guys have realized by now I'm a huge fan of classic cinema. That's probably where I like to go to most. I love revisiting old classic movies. And I feel like there's not too many YouTubers out there who are trying to keep classic film alive. A lot of people love to go out and review new movies. I review new movies too. But I just want to make sure that we don't lose that history. That's one thing I've always related to with Martin Scorsese is that I love classic movies. I don't want this stuff to get lost to the test of time. I know a lot of people have a hard time going back to black and white or just classic films in general. Just but the tone and the way they spoke and their messages and themes You've got to do a little bit more work, and it might feel a little bit more boring to the regular people out there now. But I just, if, if it's up to me, that's what I want to do for a living. I would love to just keep people aware of what classic film is. And Kino Lorber is one of those labels that is always putting out classic films. Earlier this year, they have put out movies like The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, Three Days of the Condor, which is, every time I watch that movie, it rises up my all-time favorites list. And then they even put out, like, little movies that might have gotten, like, kind of forgotten, like One False Move or... Mystery Man, so Kino Lorber is really keeping films alive that would get lost to the test of time. So I have to put Kino Lorber at number four just for that reason, and that's just a personal reason. Like I said, like some of their packaging is just very bland and boring, but I don't care. I love the work that they're doing on their transfers. And their transfers sometime they do feel like they're a victim to whatever the source material is. They don't clean it up great. Sometimes they work with other studios, which would be my number five, second sight. Now, second sight here in the United States isn't that prominent of a studio, they mostly work in the region b area but if you live in one of those areas where you can buy directly from them in their collector's edition stuff second sight does do some of the best transfers visually and audio wise they do a phenomenal work in-house and at number six i'm gonna put vinegar syndrome vinegar syndrome was my pick for the best studio from last year i thought that they were taking a big step forward with releases like the texas chainsaw massacre 2 Amityville Horror, and then the big one for me was Roadhouse. A little bit more mainstream stuff, and I felt like this year, we didn't really get anything that was too mainstream, maybe just showgirls, and even that's considered, like, you know, a cult classic. Not many people like that movie, but for the most part they concentrate on horror or forgotten low budget films and they do a great job with bringing those to the 4k format i mean they have some of the most beautiful transfers roadhouse is one of my favorite 4k blu-rays and when they whip out those collector's editions cases like they did for cloak and dagger and for roadhouse you know it's really some of the best roadhouse is one of my favorite releases ever and that was done by vinegar syndrome when they put their slip covers on I mean, what they do best is their packaging. They have some of the best packaging and some of the best visual transfers. My biggest flaw with Vinegar Syndrome is their films in general that they release. I just feel like it's not some of the more popular films and I feel like that's really hard for them to break into the mainstream, I'm sure it comes down to money and the amount of money that they have available to them to spend on these transfers and the, to get the rights to more popular films I'm sure that they were thinking last year, hey let's invest in some of these more mainstream uh, films that people know, hopefully that raises our awareness of Vinegar Syndrome and I know a lot of people, but for people like me I don't really run back to Vinegar Syndrome too much because I'm not a big fan of those kinds of horror films, so I don't buy from them that often, and it's really when they get access to like these mainstream stream but films that I'm more aware of or more interested in like they're not going to be concentrating on classic film unless it's like a classic horror film that's gotten forgotten about we don't really get that too much like they're not going to have Night of the Hunter that's clearly a Kino Lorber criterion release where it's considered a classic film as well as a horror film now you're going to get like a classic horror film that like 30 people might know but they absolutely love that film and Vinegar Syndrome is going to give them the nicest visuals audio and packaging possible and that's really what the collector is there for and Vinegar Syndrome is concentrating on that and And right behind them, I would have Blue Underground. Now, Blue Underground has some of my favorite transfers that I have ever seen. But they suffer from the same problem that Vinegar Syndrome suffers from. And that they don't have too many mainstream films. But the ones that they do have, like Maniac... Zombie, Maniac Cop 2 and 3, those are some of my favorite 4K Blu-rays ever, I've actually said it here on the channel before, Maniac Cop 3 is one of the best 4K Blu-rays visually you could ever get, I mean it's insane, and it really kind of sucks because Synops Films has the rights to Maniac Cop 1, so you have to watch that on Blu-ray, and then you get Maniac Cop 2 and 3 on 4K Blu-ray, and they just look absolutely stunning, but mainly Maniac Cop 3, but then you get the original Maniac from 1980, and that was the first time I saw that movie, it looked really Rough. It looked awful. And then I saw it on 4K Blu-ray, and I couldn't believe they were able to clean that up so well. So, Blue Underground does release some of the best-looking 4K Blu-rays. I'm not a huge fan of their packaging. Sometimes they have some cool packaging. The same problem with Vinegar Syndrome. They don't have too many choices of mainstream films. Even the movies I have from them aren't considered mainstream. And their stuff is also very, very, very expensive. I bought most of that actually on a sale last year because it's really hard for me to justify just picking up one 4K Blu-ray for $40. That's actually why I haven't picked up yet a Bronx Tale on 4K Blu-ray, because it's still, I think, like $36, and I just cannot justify grabbing that right now on 4K Blu-ray for that price, even as much as I love a Bronx Tale. And then last but not least is Vestrad Video, and the reason why I have Vestrod last is because, for the most part, they release their stuff on Blu-ray, but it's always really cheap, and I really want to be clear about that. They do a great job transferring certain things, like they think they did the dentist movies. The one of their best is Chopping Mall. Earth Girls are easy, but those stuff is always coming to Blu-ray, and they're pretty cheap. Like, sometimes you can get a nice collector's edition for, like, 11 bucks. That's really not a bad deal, but... They don't bring stuff really to 4K. Their packaging is unique to themselves. I like that they can keep their stuff very uniform and looking really cool and everything like that. But I just feel like they're lagging behind some of the other mainstream boutique labels. They're kind of down there with like 88 films for me. Every once in a while, they put out something that you want to grab. But it's not something that I'm going, oh shit, look, it's the new Vestron announcements. That just doesn't happen. I do appreciate them, though, keeping certain films alive. Like, again, Earth Girls are easy. That's a really cool one that we have. Chopping Mall is one of the more underrated films of the 1980s. Is it silly and cheesy? abso fucking but you're going to enjoy the hell out of it if you're a fan of 80s films, and Vestron has been keeping that a lot. I think that's actually Vestron number one, if I'm correct. So that was a great question, Kevin. Thank you so much, buddy. And this one is from Carlos Chavez, and he wrote, Do you think Best Buy exclusive steelbooks will go up in value? Now that they won't be sold anymore through Best Buy. uh, Well, I think that the steelbooks that you have from Best Buy, as far as uh, already being released exclusively, if you have them exclusively, they actually always will carry a little bit more value because they do go out of print and they usually don't get re-released. Best Buy actually has been re-releasing some of that stuff lately, but obviously with Best Buy not selling physical media anymore, that is going to be... Out of business, so what's going to happen with those? Well, I definitely think that they will increase in value the more the longer you hold on to them than the fact that no one else is going to be able to get them. But what I wanted to talk about with these best buy exclusive steel books, I know people have been wondering what's going to happen with them. Well, more than likely, another studio will just gain the rights to whatever that artwork is. You know, Amazon sometimes releases exclusive steelbooks. Walmart always releases exclusive steelbooks. We see it right now with the Dial of Destiny. And they just announced that they're releasing an exclusive steelbook for Oppenheimer. So, just expect other studios to be releasing more of that artwork. Now, what I'm more concerned about is Lionsgate. Lionsgate has been releasing these exclusive Best Buy steelbooks with the slipcover. You've seen it with movies like Cabin in the Woods, Angel Heart, Crank. You know, these really nice... I think they're the best, actually, steelbooks out there. Because you get the best of both worlds with a slipcover... And the slipcover and the design of the steelbook always kind of matches there for the collector. Like, something that really is for the fan of the film. Like, you might not get what the artwork is going for unless you've seen the film. And I love what Lionsgate does with that. And they're also, like, usually, like, 21 bucks. So, I'm not too sure what the plan is. I expect, and this is just a guess, and me just kind of spitballing, that a studio like Amazon will gain the rights to those exclusive steelbooks. Because I can't imagine them stopping making those steelbooks. They do make money on them. And steelbook collecting is a big deal. Now, I'm very hit or miss if I want a steel book or not. I always go out of my way for those Lionsgate steelbooks. But other times, I always feel like I'd rather get the Slipcover Edition if I can. I'm not like a Steelbook whore where I have to have it on Steelbook or I don't get it at all. But every once in a while, a Steelbook catches my eye and I'll grab it from them. Or some, you know, like Poltergeist last year, I had to have the Steelbook version. But I just expect these Steelbooks to just be released through other studios more exclusively. Like, more than likely, I'm expecting Amazon to pick up that ball. That's my best guess. They're the other real major release studio, and I'm sure they wouldn't mind doing it. So I expect a lot of these regular studios just to team up with Amazon. On And I guess December will probably be the last month we get some of these exclusive steelbooks because I know that Point Break is getting a 4K exclusive steelbook that I already pre-ordered and I cannot wait to get that. So I don't know. I mean, I don't even know when Best Buy is going to be shutting down their online store and telling you that, yeah, this is the line. We're not going to be having these films able to be get pre-ordered here because right now... You can still pre-order everything that's coming out in December through them, so I'm not too sure when that's all going to end. We'll just have to keep an eye on it. I don't know if they'll be canceling orders or anything like that. I'm not too sure how any of this is going to work. I think probably when they're ready to close up shop on the physical media store, they'll have, like, a big blowout sale, which is going to be good for us. Anything you prob- More than likely, you know, it's going to be studio stuff that you'll get for really cheap, but if you've been waiting to get, like, Fast X or Scream 6 on 4K Blu-ray, Evil Dead Rise, that'll probably be the best and cheapest time to grab it, if I had to guess. But again, to answer your question, Carlos, I definitely think that your steelbook value from those Best Buy exclusives, as the years go on, they will only increase. I have a Canadian steelbook release of Memento. I think it's like worth now over like $100. I got it years and years ago. I absolutely love that, and they just released a brand new steelbook version of Memento. Still not on 4K, though. I don't understand that. That's one I would absolutely love on 4K, but we got two steelbook versions out there, and I guess each of them have their own sets of values. Oh, I'm just scrolling through my questions and I forgot to tell you guys that the color purple is coming to 4K Blu-ray. We're also getting a remake of The Color Purple. I think it's a musical. Steven Spielberg isn't directing the remake, but he is an executive producer on it. Warner Brothers, though, celebrating their 100th anniversary this year, will be releasing The Color Purple on 4K Blu-ray in December as well. The original one from the 1980s You know, that one put Whoopi Goldberg on the map. Didn't win her an Academy Award. She didn't win her first Academy Award until she played Otome Brown in Ghost, which is still my favorite Whoopi Goldberg performance. I just love that. But she's great. And also, if you guys are a fan of the Lethal Weapon movies, and you're a fan of Danny Glover, Danny Glover is a monster in the color purple. But that's coming to 4K blue. I forgot to tell you guys that. That's my fault. Should have been in the news section. And the next question is from Quincy478. And he said, When are we getting the last Samurai on 4K? Well. That, I don't know. Uh, I would have thought it would come out this year if they were going to ever release that on 4K Blu-ray. It's been 20 years. It came out in 2003. That's actually not one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. You guys know I love Tom Cruise, but The Last Samurai isn't one of those movies that I just absolutely go running back to. I don't even own it, and I've only seen it, I think, one or two times. It is a beautifully shot movie, so it would definitely translate really well to the 4K format. Not too sure what studio that is. That might be Paramount. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but... Uh, the fact we didn't get it this year for its 20th anniversary leads me to believe we're probably not going to be getting it anytime soon usually things line up with anniversaries for the most part when we get our 4k releases every once in a while something slips through the cracks like they are trying to release every tom cruise movie on 4k blu-ray at random it feels like but for some reason haven't heard any rumblings or mumblings about the last samurai quincy so i'm not too sure when that will be coming to 4k blu-ray and this is from matt Mead, and he has What is the aerodynamic velocity of a swallow? I think this is a Monty Python question, and I actually did the research on it, so I actually know what it is, and according to Google, sparrows fly between 17 and 24 miles per hour, so much, much faster than I could personally fly, so that answers that question, Matt. Great question, buddy. And then the last question of the week, and this one again is from Kevin Allen. He asked, what are your top five post slash mid credit scenes. And, you know, this really got famous with the MCU starting back in Iron Man. So my number one is going to be Iron Man from 2008 when they really set up the Avengers Initiative. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. When you see Samuel Jackson walk on that screen at the end of Iron Man, put that on the table, use the word Avengers we were all psyched, we knew what that meant, and Samuel Jackson, the way he got the role of Nick Fury is, they were kind of using his likeness in the comic books, so that he decided, you know what, I'm not going to sue you guys, but when you do make a film about it, I want to play Nick Fury, and they said, alright, done deal, and he's still playing Nick Fury to this very day, so what a smart move by Samuel L. Jackson, one of the greatest actors to ever do it, and just, you know, somebody who knows the business so well, and he made a million dollar decision, I'm sure it's worth more than a million dollars, but he made a million dollar move on that one, and obviously the first Iron Man is number one. One. Number 2 is actually going to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Still here? It's over. The first film that I know that had a post-credit scene, him walking out of the bathroom with the robot and saying, "What are you guys still doing here? It's over. Get out of here." And that leads me into my number 3, which is Deadpool, which is riffing on that. He's doing the exact same thing. Go home. Oh, you're expecting a teaser for Deadpool 2, well we don't have that kind of money. I think that's absolutely hysterical and it makes perfect sense. Deadpool is a very meta, funny comic book movie, and of course, it's wearing its influences on its sleeve, and of course, being influenced by movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, really cool that they snuck that one in there, so that's actually one of my favorites, which leads me into my number four, another MCU movie, and it's the first Guardians of the Galaxy, we know that Groot gets killed, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but Groot, I guess he dies, but we all know he comes back, but the way he comes back is you put him in a pot you plant him and that's exactly what Rocket Raccoon did and then we get Michael Jackson playing well I guess it's the Jackson 5 playing and he's dancing to it and he's trying not to get noticed that he's dancing and over in the back we see Batista just kind of working on something and he's just dancing and then every time he turns around Groot would just stop. And then he would start dancing again, and then once Batiste looks, he would just stop. So I actually think that was absolutely hysterical. Leans right into the movie. You know, not everything needs to set up the next film. I always enjoy the ones when they're having a lot more fun, which leads me to my number five, which is The Avengers. The first Avengers movie, it's a callback to something that they bring up in the film when they're fighting in New York City. They're talking about, I don't even know what this food place is, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, and I don't really want to look it up. you ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. But whatever it was, I've never had it in my life. They're talking about going there, and at the very end of the movie, one of the post credit scenes is just them in their Avengers getup, eating at this restaurant. Which Somehow, through all the alien attacks, it is New York City, did stay open. You know, you're not going to miss out on some money. So they stayed open, and all the Avengers went in there, got their food, and they enjoyed it. So that is my number five Post mid credit scene, whatever one you want to go with. I'll, those are my top five. I love those scenes. I always enjoy the ones that are just a little bit more fun and lighthearted. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it here from us on another episode of Let's Talk Physical Media. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. And if you did, don't forget to hit that like button, that subscribe button. Get out in those streets and tell all your friends about us. And Faith will be back next week, so don't you guys worry. So if you have any questions or comments for her, make sure you leave those in the comments section below. Or questions or comments for me or just anything that you guys want to hear or see us talk about. Don't be afraid. Any recommendations for future channel memberships or Patreon memberships. That you want to see us do here on the channel. You can leave all those recommendations in the comment section below We want your feedback. We need your feedback and we want to hear from you So don't be afraid whatever you criticism you want to toss our way whether it be negative or positive We do want to hear it So let us know in the comment section below and then just get out there guys enjoy the rest of your day